0: What's up, everybody? Thank you for making us a part of your day, however, you are joining us, wherever you may be. Today, I'm with the creators of Theologetics, an uh, app that covers apologetics and theology, a very good comprehensive app. They also have a website and a Twitter and all that fun stuff. Uh, so, I have Derek and Clark joining me today. Thank you for joining me. How are you guys doing? doing good. good.
1: Thank you.
0: That's good to hear. All right. So, to start off, can you just tell us a little bit about who you guys are, kind of how you met, because you have a cool story I know, um, and how you guys met, and just kind of, you know, like things
2: like that. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to start, Derek, or should
1: I? Yeah, it doesn't matter. 2008, uh, Clark and I were, I was deployed from Georgia. Clark was deployed from um, Ohio to Iraq uh, in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom, and um, um, me and Clark were posted together one day, and I saw he was pulling out his Bible and some uh, some theology books, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And uh, and then we just kind of started talking, and and uh, we formed a friendship from then on. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, you want to add
2: on, Clark? Were you add on, or um, that was pretty much the gist of it. I mean, we were, uh, you know, we we stayed on the base the whole time. I, you didn't go off the base while we were there. That those six months did you, Derek, or? No it didn't. Yeah. So we were uh we got mortared like seventy seven times. So, uh, I I was keeping count. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yes. yeah. they were really bad shots though, luckily. So not not too many people too many people died during that time, but uh right. there were a few though. But yeah. uh it, it was uh it was it was an interesting time and you know we you know friendship blossomed and we've you know kept in contact ever since. Well, I just want to say, obviously, for everyone that's gonna be listening, saying thank you for your service. Um, so, were you guys both Christians at
0: the time when you guys were at the base?
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, what's that like when you guys are Christians? You're serving your country in the military, and you're being you're you're in a war basically. And that's like I think for it's for a lot of for it's hard to talk to understand it if you haven't really been in a war um so to speak but what's that like the day-to-day life um with your faith when you're in the midst of like your life could potentially be over any day
2: um for me it um i don't know it's it's kind of it's kind of you know take it day by day and uh you uh, meet new people, and you kind of you know you go there every unit. You know you you know the guys that in, are in your unit, and then when you're deployed, you're meshing with various other units, and you you know becoming one big team to accomplish your goal. Um, so we um, you know we all trusted each other, and you know we all come from diverse backgrounds, and we all had the training that we needed. So it's really kind of about having faith in your fellow man that we
1: all have each other's back, and. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, it was definitely a blessing having Clark there. I remember it was a, uh, it was a, um, answer to my prayer to have someone that, uh, I could share my faith with or actually share, share it. We're sharing our faith together. Um, but, um, you know, you live with people who may be believers, may not be believers. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, you have a new, um, new appreciation for what you do. Um, Coming in contact with different people because you're living in close quarters, can't really go anywhere, so you have to be around each other all the time. Um, and it's just God was with us, and He 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 introduced us to each other. He knew we were going to need each other, and and um, yeah, mm.
0: that's powerful. That's really powerful. Uh, Okay, we're going a little bit off the schedule here, but I'm curious. Um, so obviously, we live in a time, uh, America is a very polarized, polarizing place. And obviously, we'll get to that a little bit as we go through these questions. But as service members, as people who have served our country with your life on the line, how would you recommend for someone like me, how do we respect not only you guys, but our country and kind of like our conduct um, in a world in the world that we live in today? Does that question make sense? Uh
1: maybe,
0: um, maybe, yeah, um, sorry. It's just kind of something I just made up in my mind there. Cause I was just thinking about it. Um, cause you guys, I'm just honored to be able to talk to you guys. Um, so how, do, how do you recommend for the average person just kind of giving respect to military members, um, in day-to-day life? How do we make sure that you guys are treated right and that we respect the country that you guys fought to defend? How, how do we do that?
1: Oh, wow. Um, just thank a veteran, I guess um anytime you see that someone has served or um someone that's in uniform um uh, if someone is thinking about joining to support them uh, that's a that's a big thing, especially nowadays um Some career fields aren't looked upon highly, and uh I guess the military might be one now mm-hmm.
0: that's good. Alrighty, uh, we'll transition here now to the um, more apologetics, theology stuff, because obviously you guys created what I think is the best app for apologetics in theology, the Theotab. I've just been scrolling through it. It's just, I love your app. I I encourage anyone who's listening, if you have it down the app, you can search for Theotab. Is that correct?
2: Yep, Theotab. Uh, Shorty for a theologetic table of evidence. That's awesome. Um,
0: so you can search for that. If you're watching via YouTube, there's a link in the description. It's a really good app. I love your guys' app because you have, like, everything there. Like, everything for a start, for, like, a introduction to theology and apologetics. You guys have it and with some really good references. Uh, it's a great app. So what what is the Theo tab? If you could describe it a little bit for us.
2: Sure. Um, <clears throat> so... We, um, you know, after me and Derek have kept in contact, we decided to start our our website, uh, theologetics.org. And, um, after maybe about a year of doing like some blogging and, um, we like accept, uh, you know, papers from other, uh, Christians who have, you know, studied certain topics and just wanted to like, kind of get some of their, uh, ideas and, and what they've learned out there, um. We decided uh, or I came up with an idea of like a concordance um, based on the periodic table of of elements, and it's kind of a, a stem from the idea that um, just like an element you know everything around us in the physical world is made up of smaller little elements that you can't really break down any further. I kind of had the uh, idea of taking all of the most basic evidence and arguments for God and, and Jesus, the Bible and Christianity, and just taking those most basic foundational elements and organizing them in a way that would be easy to navigate and, and understand. Um, So I started compiling that and Derek, you know, it helped me, uh, you know, get some of the information. We bounce ideas off each other. And after about two years, uh, I you know, we, we had enough information to put it into a PDF cause I'm not i uh, I'm not a programmer. <laughs> so I, I did what I, I, one of my degrees is in uh, graphic design. So I was able to put it all in a PDF and make it interactive. Uh, so it kind of works as like a, it, it worked as like a pseudo app. Um, so as long as you have like some sort of PDF reader on your phone or, or laptop or what have you, then you can go in and click the elements it would take you to the different pages and the different arguments and evidence and um so then that that was on our website as a PDF for a while and then on Twitter I um asked I, I think I did a poll about a year year and a half ago if uh if anyone would be interested in seeing this developed into an app or some sort of computer web software and um Timothy McCabe which I believe you've interviewed in the past a few months ago um he said that if we were interested in, in, you know, creating an app from the, what we had that he would, you know, want to partner with us to do that. So um, we, you know, took him up on his offer. We spent months bouncing ideas back and forth and, and adding more information to the table to make it, you know, more user friendly. And he put in his input on how to, um, uh, how the layout could be better and, and different you know little things that uh we you know I didn't really consider and then after um let's see it was about what, five months ago around Christmas time we released the app or a little bit after and um it's you know it's been pretty uh you know got a pretty good response from it. A lot of people seem to um to have benefited from it and we are constantly trying to come up with ideas, to update it, more information that we could put in it. and you know, That's kind of just of it. Sorry to talk so long here. but
0: No, man, you are good. We are in no sort of rush right now. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I love about I hear I an echo. I don't know yeah. what it is. I hear it too. Hmm. Um, uh, okay, stay
2: uh, here it's probably my mic It might be the room i'm in i'm not sure i think okay i think it's fine now um okay yeah it's a lot better now but what i was saying is
0: i one of the things i love about your app is like when i when i open it in like two clicks i get like 16 arguments for the existence of god so like it's just really cool because like i think what you did is there's a lot of great resources from apologists like everywhere all throughout the internet and you kind of put everything in together into like one app where for like the layperson who doesn't know much or for the person that's just looking to start a conversation, there's just so many different directions you can go. And that's why I love your app. It's awesome. Um, so the process of creating an app, like to me, I look at that and I it sounds daunting. I'm sure for a lot of people, like putting an app on the app source sounds like it could be a lot of work, a challenge. What's that process, especially with, I know Apple's tough on these things. What is it? What's the
2: process like of creating an app? Um honestly, since Tim Tim McCabe uh it's from presuppositions.org is his website, just to you know drop that in there. Um, he handled a lot of the technical stuff. So we would, you know, we gave him all the content, uh, a lot of the um uh design, you know, the layouts and and things that we had already had in our PDF. And um he handled a lot of the technical aspects of it. So some of it was, uh, you know, I had to, I already have a, a Mac, so I already had, like, an Apple ID and, you know, you know a, an account and stuff. So you, you kind of have to pay for, it's, like, $99 plus tax to do um, a developer, you know, you know to, to work in, in their app Apple store or the App Store. Um, so I had to do that and then sign, you know, give uh, – um, Tim the uh, credentials, you know the you know put him in as the developer and and then he would kind of handle it from there. But as far as the technical side goes, it was it was all Tim.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. That's when you have someone that can help you and they do a lot of the work
0: along the way uh, mm-hmm. through that all. So I encourage everyone who's listening, if you do not have the Theo tab downloaded, download it, put it on your front page. It is one of the it's a really good tool for your apologetics and theology questions. But with that in mind, I want to talk a little bit about something we were talking a little little bit about um, through Twitter in the idea of Christian unity. Um, I know it's something that's really important to you guys. So I guess just to start off, could you talk a little bit about why you guys believe Christian unity, despite uh, our differences on certain doctrinal debates is so important?
1: Yeah. Um, I say, for one main reason, is that when we get to heaven, you're going to have Presbyterians, you're going to have Baptists, you're going to have Lutherans, um, you're going to have um, Church of God in Christ. You know, you're going to have Episcopalians. Um, you're going to have a lot of people there that, a lot of times, in our small minds, small thinkings, we don't we not we don't think it's going to be there because of um, traditions or um, small variances within our Christian faith that um, that aren't really essential, and because people may worship differently, um, we kind of write them off as then maybe they're not Christians. Or, um, but it's it's important we all are one body in Christ, and so uh, yeah, it's good. You
0: have anything you would add, Clark, or?
1: <clears throat>
2: Um, yeah, it's just, you know, like, like you said, we're, we're all one body. As long as the essentials are the same that, you know, we, we hold to, you know, the Trinity and Jesus is, is God incarnate. Um, you know, those, there, there are some essentials that as long as that, uh, we, we have the same goal. So I I think that's what Christians should really focus on is the, the essentials and that we're all working towards spreading the gospel to the lost.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point about how, as Christians, it's the essentials, which is the most important. You don't get, like, extra points in heaven, I think, for being a Presbyterian um, or Baptist or anything like that. It's about the gospel. Um, That's the most important thing. So, just looking over here to my questions I have. One of the things that you wrote about um, when we were talking a little bit is the idea that i believe you said it's important to use multiple it's useful to use multiple approaches to apologetics so like not just hiding let's just say like a, or not hide but just stick in a precept or a classical camp is that correct
2: yeah i think um it it, it really is important because some some uh, apologists or christians in general are, are kind of uh you know in one camp or another and and they kind of take the stance that um their their ways is the only way or that's the the biblical way and and some sometimes it, it is better to to you know you know presuppositionalism might might serve you better in some circumstances than others you know evidentialism or um you know you know some uh, classicalism um you know classical uh, approach to apologetics it it's it all serves its purpose so it's it really comes down to knowing who it is that you're witnessing to being open to, you know, the moving of the Holy spirit in, in the situation. And, um, I I think it's important to kind of look at all of the approaches and, and, you know, be, be open to, to, to each one, at least as, as, uh, um, not dogmatically being against, you know, all but one. So that's kind of where I come from
0: right okay that's good so i've been talking with a lot of like reformed christians my presuppositionalist friends out there recently um they're fun people they're interesting people uh so how would you respond to let's just talk about like a pre that will say and they'll say this to the christian and the skeptic typically that everyone's borrowing from their worldview in a sense like in a sense we're all preceptors, whether we realize it or not um mm-hmm. so how do you uh With that said, what you just talked about, Clark, how would you approach someone that would, a Christian who would approach you with some sort of like proposition like that?
2: Yeah, I would probably agree to a sense. Um, We, you know, you can't argue against God or for God without presupposing God exists because because God exists, logic makes sense because God first exists. So in a sense they are correct but you really you know saying that that's the only way to argue that tag or or um the transcendental argument um is the only way to argue for god i, I that's where i would probably disagree because every person is at a different place in their life and and god will put us in different people's lives at different times so You really got to um, be open to where they are at. And, and, you know, sometimes starting with God is the right way or working backwards from the evidence to God is is the better way. So I really think, you know, you can approach it from different ways that that statement from a presuppositional stance would be correct. But, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. Derek, do you have anything to add to that?
1: Uh <laughs> yeah. okay my picture is freezing therefore, man. um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no I I totally agree um I think it's um I like um as far as as far as you can help it uh with lifestyle evangelism you you get to know someone and um you you may befriend them as much as you can uh but you definitely want to give them the gospel and by giving them the gospel I mean, that's where apologetics is supposed to lead, to the gospel, to Christ, not just winning arguments. And so I think a lot of times uh, if we get to know them. Like Clark said, you know, you may find that this tool or, you know, the tool may be presuppos- presuppositionalism. Maybe this tool works better with this person or maybe evidentialism works better with this person or maybe classical apologetics works better with this person. So um and also I think uh with uh lifestyle evangelism, you you that person isn't they don't just become an argument or you know, an argument to win. You actually get to know the person then you actually um, bring that person within your sphere. that mm-hmm. makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good points. A couple of things that I thought of as you guys were talking is uh Eli Ayala of Revelatory Apologetics, I don't know if you know of him, he was debating uh on with the presuppositional apologetics versus classical apologetics uh, here in uh, here in apologetics a few weeks ago, and he talked about how one of the biggest mistakes he believes that preceptors often make sometimes is not using the classical arguments, just using their um, their basic precept um, rather than just looking at let's say a cosmological or a teleological or any of these arguments, and then. I think Derek makes a really good point when he talks about the emphasis on relationships and just like giving people the gospel. Cause like at the end of the day, our apologetics isn't super useful if we aren't bringing people to faith or saving people's faith. It's about sharing the gospel. Um, so yeah, it's some really good things that you guys hit on as you we are going through there. So as I look over here and totally cut off the camera. Um, okay. So, why do you think it's important that uh, as Christians that we're unified in our similarities, like for Christians often, when Christians would focus, Christians should focus. um, Sorry, I'm so scrambled right now. I apologize. Uh, Christians should focus on their. We were messaging, you talked about how Christians should be focusing on their similarities rather than their differences. So how do we do that? How do we, when we have someone um, on the opposite end, let's just say theoretically I'm in old earther and i think young earthers are crazy or if i'm a arminius and i think calvinists think we're robots um things like that so how how do you approach the idea of christians focusing on our similarities rather than our differences when christians can be very nasty to each other sometimes because of our differences
2: yeah yeah i can
1: you want to start on that one derrick yeah that's fine um i don't know it's is um I remember Clark when we were in Iraq. Um, there was one guy there. He was um uh, he was definitely a uh, Calvinist. Yeah. Um, and we were, I remember we were all in the hallway, me, you, another guy, and there was an atheist that we were talking to. Mm. And um the um uh, the reform guy he kind of he kind of got to the atheist and and talking about you know how God predestines and pre you know um, he for knew everything and and um and the atheist was like you know that makes sense mm. you know we've been talking to him this whole time and i was definitely coming from a non non reformed uh frame of mind but he listened to the reformed guy and he was like you know that makes sense i have to think about that some and so mm. that's always stuck in my mind yeah. um that where i may fail on how I reach somebody in a certain way, of course, I'm always, you know, always want to rely on the Holy Spirit, but in the way I may fail in reaching someone, uh, someone else of a different, uh, within the Christian realm, of course, may reach somebody with their, uh, with their tradition.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, It really just comes down to Focusing on on our goal, and and that should be to reach as many people, as many lost souls for Christ as we can. And I, I think so many times, you know, I've probably been, uh, you know, I'm I'm not perfect either. I, I've probably done done this in in the past, and and you know, I, I fail and in this area too sometimes, and how I, you know, might present my view sometimes. But really, as Christians. We should be looking at those similarities and at those essential doctrines. If if that's what we hold dear, Christ is, is our Lord and Savior, you know, we should really be focusing on that and unifying together to accomplish the goal of reaching the loss. And you know, a good example would be Timothy McCabe. You know, we don't agree on every single aspect of all of our beliefs about the Bible. And, you know, there you know, we there's a lot that we really do agree on and you know very similar ways, but there are a few things that you know we're kind of different mindsets about. But we came together and we worked together and because of that we created the Theotab app and you know now different people's lives can be affected by that and it can help spread the gospel. So that's, I think it's a really good thing.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite things to see is uh some sort of when there's some sort of like Twitter debate or something on Facebook or something like that. And some guy's getting slammed by some atheist. And if it's just say he's an Arminius, you just see a Calvinist jump in and defend him. And I'm like, like, yes, we're all on the same team here. Let's go. Um, (laughs) It's one of my favorite things to see online. Um, So regarding this, how would you, we talked about this a little bit, but how do you approach someone in your opinion? um, Let's just talk about someone who would say, they're staunchly a young earth creationist or a Calvinist or an older someone that's like everyone, if you're a Christian, you need to be on my side of this theological issue. How do you approach a conversation with someone like that?
2: Um, for me, I, I, I just, I look at it like, uh, you know, I probably ask questions to someone that, that is staunchly on, on one end of the spectrum you know, Calvinism, Arminianism, older creationism, young earth, uh, presuppositionalism, evidentialism. It's, it, it. there there are some lines that should be drawn and some hills that we should die on, but it, it's, I feel like a lot of what I see, especially in online discussions, whenever Christians are really going at it and, 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 trying to have these discussions on the street it, you know where other non believers can see it, it, it that's i think it, it does a lot more harm than good so th- those are discussions that should be had in the church and not not in the street and that not know
1: that really answers your question but <laughs> no i think that's good yeah i would um i would i definitely got like to get to know why someone thinks what they think Mm-hmm. Um, whether you be a believer or non-believer, if you think differently, um, I know I don't know everything. Um, I know God exists, but you know, I, I would I would like to get to know, but well, why do you believe the earth is flat? You know, or <laughs> why is um, um uh, what else we say? Um uh, why do you believe, you know, that Genesis maybe or that the creation account may be over, you know, more than seven days or you know. What what led you to that? You know, mm. um, I definitely want to know why. And I'm not always right, of course. Um, that person may or, may not always be right, or that person isn't always right. So you know, we could always learn something from each other. Yeah, that's I mean, really. Yeah, I've changed. Growing in my faith, I've changed my stances on certain things that um, I may have been staunch on before, and and so. I know there's always room for growth.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I remember there was a time in my life where I'm like, Calvinism is crazy. There's no way mm. I could ever be a Calvinist. And now mm. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a Calvinist still. And right. I don't think I will be, but I'm like, there's a lot of points there that make sense. And I'm like, okay, I, it's not just craziness. There's, it's really, um, it's a really, it makes sense to me. Um, understanding it. So I have one more question here. I saw a few questions in the chat as we're going. Um, we're going to go to some Q&As after this. If you have questions, be sure to ask them. Um, but last question here, and I think it's a good transition with everything we've been talking about. Uh, what are the essentials of Christianity? What are kind of like some of the hills that we as Christians, you believe, should be willing to die on?
2: <clears throat> yeah, um, in, in the app, we list uh, five core beliefs held by Christians um and and that's uh scripture you know it's entirely inerrant sufficient for for christian life um salvation is by grace alone through faith alone and in, in christ alone um the trinity i mentioned before you know god is three in one you know jesus the holy spirit and the father are all god different persons in in the godhead um and the person of jesus christ jesus is 100% god and 100% man Uh, for all eternity and then the second coming of jesus christ you know he'll be coming bodily to earth to rule and and judge uh sometime in the future you know no one knows so that uh when that'll occur but those are the five core um
1: beliefs that that christians hold that we that we've listed yeah and you definitely um within within each one of those five you definitely get down to the more specific um essentials like um you know that jesus was born of a virgin, lived mm-hmm. a sinless life, um died on the cross, then was um buried, rose again bodily. Um mm-hmm. those could all fit within, you know, the person of Jesus then and uh so within within the essentials we have I guess you could branch out even further. Right. Um but some things, some things, like we talked about you know, old earth creation, young earth creation. To me, to me and Clark, those aren't really essentials.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So how do you look at and decide um, what's an essential versus what isn't essential? For example, why is the deity of Christ considered inessential? And let's say uh, presuppositional apologetics isn't an essential um, for Christian belief, in your guys' opinion? <clears throat>
1: Well, the deity of Christ is definitely essential because um, it's who we worship. I mean, if Jesus wasn't God and we're worshiping Him, then you know we're we're in pretty big mess here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Scripture definitely you know shows us that He is God and He is um, 100% God and 100% man. So um, mm-hmm. our salvation lies on who we worship. You know, yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So pre- yeah. presuppositionalism to me that's just that's how you would get someone and however you did to that essential. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. It's good. Um alrighty,
0: uh ready to transition to some QA. Okay. Sweet. Uh there are a few questions here, and if you have questions uh, feel free to add them because if we don't have questions, unfortunately, this interview will probably end, and I do not <laughs> want to leave these guys. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Um, so first question comes from your brother in Christ. He is – I'm glad you are here, your brother in Christ, uh, my brother in Christ, I guess. Um, he talked. So this is good. Just like what what ministries do you guys have, like YouTube, books, and so on?
1: Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go, go out there. Just go um, our first thing is, is um, our lifestyle, of course, um, but we have uh, Theologetic.org. That's where me and Clark began our, our um, that's where Theotab comes from, Theologetics.org. Um, we have a YouTube channel, but we haven't uploaded any any videos yet. So um, we've been. that's something we've talked about and something we're going to have to work out. Um, books, no, we don't have any books, but uh, Theologetics.org. We have our app, and you can also find the app on, if you don't have um, uh, Apple or Android, there's also a, um, a web page. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so on TheologyX.org, we have papers submitted by me and Clark and other guests, writers. We have blogs. Um, so we'll be working on the YouTube videos soon, hopefully. Yeah, We it's, have uh, a
2: Facebook. We have a Twitter. Yeah, yeah. More recently, an Instagram for your recommendation that Instagram <laughs> needs more apologists. Yep. Instagram and TikTok.
0: We need more Christians on those too. That's <laughs> what I've been noticing. I've seen, yeah, I've seen some people going up. We need. That's what we need now. Um. So, all right. Here's a side question here. When when did you start theologetics? So
1: 2015, I yes. think. I think. Um. I think late 2015. Yeah,
2: late 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cuz I think
0: in like 20 it was like 2017, 2018, uh my friend and I created a blog, uh Carl for our people that have hung around us here. If you guys know Carl, um my boy, uh he we created a blog called Theologetics. It had one post and then we never used it again. Um, yeah. But I never realized that that name was already taken. So yeah. <laughs> good
2: thing we yeah, didn't keep going.
1: There's a, And it's not us. There's a uh, Theologetics.com also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No relation. Uh, from what I've seen, he has some pretty good stuff too. So, you know, since we're all brothers, go check them out.
0: <laughs> so go to Theologetics.com and Theologetics.org after. Go
1: Theologetics.org.
0: Theologetics.org. Um, Mason G says, kind of a different question here. What's up, Mason? Uh, he says, how would you respond to a Muslim who thinks his worldview makes sense of reality? Pretty broad question there. Not something yeah. that can get answered in like five seconds. We can have a whole another hour for that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Derek actually has a... Um, blog about um, an issue with the Quran and and what it states about Jesus Um, I
1: don't know if you have that
2: committed to memory Derek
1: (laughs) um, you can definitely check it out on (laughs) theologetics.org and it was also posted on um, cross-examined cross-examined also used that blog um, back in 2016 I think they they reposted it also yeah Uh, but uh, yeah, if I could give, I guess maybe a quick answer, um, I would definitely say how. And I don't want to say this wrong, but um, you know the Quran talks about how God's word can't be corrupted. However, it says that the Injil or the Gospel is corrupted. Um, it also says that it is the word of God. Exactly right. Exactly mm-hmm. right. It says it is the word of God. Uh the Quran came out, you know, six hundred years after the New Testament was written. And um, so that's that's maybe something you can you can uh seed you can plant and definitely go check out the blog. It's called uh, the um Jesus, the Bible, the Quran, and the law of non-contradiction.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It sounds like a good post. I'm gonna have to check it out. Uh
0: another question here from Rachel B. Smith. How's it going, Rachel? Thanks for joining hey, us Rachel. today.
1: Do you guys know Rachel? Yeah, yeah, I worked with her, and and um, she got to know Clark a little bit.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, She says, "What has been the biggest obstacle you faced in creating the website, blog, app, etc.?"
2: Hmm. Well, probably for the the uh, app, it would be time because it it was a lot, you know, over two years of compiling information. So my wonderful wife, uh, Melissa, who's, who's really supportive of, of us and, and, and our ministry. Um, yeah, I would, we put the kids to bed and I would work on that while we were sitting, watching, you know, Netflix or something and, you know, not, uh, is is really slow going. So that, that would probably time and just all the, the work compiling that for the app, that would probably be one of the biggest obstacles for me. Um, now, uh, Derek, do you have anything to add with the
1: uh, website or? No, um, we use or uh, used to use uh, WordPress and that's pretty um, simple to use when uh, when you want to create a blog. Uh, I think probably the apps was probably the biggest uh, hurdle we had to overcome just because, for one, me and Clark didn't know anything about um, creating an, an app and actually having someone that helped us out. Uh, And then you have the costs. Um, As far as I remember, Android was uh, a bit more expensive. I mean, Apple was a bit more expensive than Android. Mm -hmm. Um, Then if you want to keep that up, you know, you constantly have to update it. Uh, You have to pay every year. Um, So, yeah. Hmm. That's
0: good. All right. We are caught up on questions for the moment. Uh, Can you guys just show your shirts for the camera here, I think you guys have some really cool shirts. The, be <laughs> the fifty-six basic reasons to live. I love those shirts. Those are awesome. Um, These are
2: actually old; it's uh, fifty-seven now. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> we're improving. Christian, Christian Apologetics is improving. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so we're out of questions for the moment. Do you guys, have anything you want to add? Anything you want to talk about? Um, before this time comes to an end.
2: Um. I, well, we want to thank you for the uh, the Christian Apologetics or Christian Christian Apologist March Madness.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: something we definitely look forward to each year. now. <laughs> so, uh, that I think it's that was a great idea for really promoting apologists that might not you know really get too well known otherwise. So you know, appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, I appreciate uh, it. You go, Derek.
1: So you're in you're in uh, college right now, right? Is that- mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: How's that, how's that going? How, how is college affected or how has the COVID-19 affected, um, classes?
0: Yeah. So I go to Liberty and okay, what happened is obviously I'm sure you've seen Liberty in the news with all the COVID stuff. Um, but so we moved online like everyone else for last semester and, or for this semester, well it's last semester now because it ended. Um, and then now we're just kind of waiting to see what happens regarding, uh, all the stuff in the future. Um, we don't really know if we're going back to campus or not. I imagine we'll go back, but I mean, we'll see. It's gonna be interesting with all this COVID stuff, how
1: the world is just totally changing, so. Yeah, and I uh, just wanted to also point out that this is the first time I've seen Clark's face uh, <laughs> and, well, since since you got married. Yeah. Like in uh, 2009, 2010? 2010. 2010, yep. Yeah. We always, we always talk through texts. And so this is the first time um, I've seen his face in, in a while. Yeah. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> yes, we, oh, live, why?
2: we live states apart, so we don't really, you know, get to hang out or anything,
1: but I'm in Ohio and me in Georgia. So,
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad that I facilitated
0: this, <laughs> real, huh? this interview. Wow. That's crazy. Um, Next question, another question here as we keep going, uh, Jeff Campbell. How's it going, Jeff? Says, so what would the next step be in the development of this ministry? Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see the Campbell, Campbell. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know, continuing to um, improve the app uh, is, as much as Tim is able to help us out there. Um, we I have some other ideas to add to the app, which would definitely involve a lot more programming, but um you know just uh you know, more more writing more blogs. Uh eventually I would like to maybe get an, another degree that's more theology related, uh, or ministry related, but that'd be probably way down the road uh from where I am now. Uh I don't know what what, what about you, Derek.
1: Uh I definitely want to do the YouTube thing. That's yeah, We're yeah. Always thinking of of a an intro and you know how we would do, but um, we. I know I work a lot, and so having the time. I mean, I know Zach. We rescheduled this thing a few times, mm-hmm. um, so um, YouTube is definitely an area that I would like to uh,
2: do next. That reminds me, along the same lines of YouTube, um, the app originally. Well, whenever I had it as a PDF part of the idea was each element or, you know, each page of the app would have a um, analysis button or, or like a, a blog or a, um, a vlog or a video button where you would have a video or a podcast all dedicated to that one uh, element. So some, some time in the future, we were trying to maybe partner with other apologists that already have um, a, a, a uh, uh a vlog or or some sort of podcast that wanted to actually go through it'd be a lot of work but go through each element and, and do a podcast for each one so that that was another idea that we wanted to include it some somewhere in the future
1: here yeah right now yeah. for me it's just mainly writing writing more blogs and papers mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's good stuff i gotta say it is Kind of funny and a little bit awkward when your dad pops into the live chat. I had, <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thing. We did a watch party for the uh, Apologist March Madness Championship of, which has been like early April now, and we it was one of our more viewed things. And all of a sudden, I look at this chat and it says Jared Seckler. And I'm like, oh, my dad's here. So I do know it's it's funny, nice. um, <laughs> interesting. So yeah. Uh, Question here from Ellie Isso, Iso Elohim. You don't have to answer this, but I do know Ellie. She's very cool um and very safe. But I can't okay. give, I can't give any promises about any other random people on the internet who might stumble upon this video. So I don't know how much information you want to give about it.
2: Oh, we're we're, uh, we're in a suburb of of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. So um you know, right right by Cleveland. Um So yeah, I'll know if uh she's in that area or not <laughs> or knows of it you know cleveland is it's a nice little nice place to live nice and speaking uh, of which um my dad they own uh campbell's sweets factory which is a popcorn business and it's kind of a staple of cleveland so uh mm. definitely check that out too uh, i make i'm from i'm born
0: and i live currently out when i except i guess i live in virginia now but i was born in pennsylvania so i always have some r- rough feelings to ohio for i don't i don't really know why it's, it's a thing i guess in pennsylvania so yeah.
2: and my mom's <laughs> from pa actually i have a lot of family in pa okay yeah um important question are you from ohio i am so mm-hmm. are you an
0: ohio state fan
2: uh, I'm actually not a huge sports fan, to believe it or not. I, I enjoy watching, you know, like the Cavaliers and the Indians, but I'm, I'm not like a die hard anything fan. I was, I was a, I was a gymnast growing up, um, a competitive gymnast. I, I, I was in the junior Olympics and, really? uh, yeah, so I, that, I was, that was, you know, kind of a weird, uh, you know, not a normal, uh, sport <laughs> for most guys
1: yeah when I mean, we were in like i actually saw you doing i don't remember what you were on the floor and you're, you made your legs go around or something oh yeah it's um,
2: right doing flares or something yeah you know, like break dancing type moves it
1: was, it was really good
0: <laughs> i have a lot of respect for gymnasts the old church that i used to go to um they had like they had gym meets in like the church gym and right. they had all this equipment and like I couldn't move around on any. I had no gymnastics ability, so I do have a lot of respect for um, gymnasts. So, not as easy as it looks. I'll say yeah, that. It's not. <laughs>
1: we have. Um, you, bro, we, you mentioned yeah. the the t shirts. We also have the wristbands. Also. Yeah. Oh, you guys got all the merch, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that another thing we were considering maybe doing a, a merch store or something just to try and uh, help pay the yearly uh, expenses, but. You know, some that we haven't, you know, gone gone through yet and done. Mm. Yeah, merch would be kind
0: of one of those shirts. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's cool stuff. Uh, another comment from Ellie as she continues to stalk you. Not really. I'm totally joking. Uh, she says, how can I contact you? And it's good for anyone who's listening. How can they contact you guys?
1: Um, you can email us at theologetics 315 at gmail.com that's theologetics315 at gmail.com and the military repeat it so they can write it down
2: (laughs) it's on our website too if you go to theologetics.org it's there's a contact page yeah
0: sweet um if you have any issues you can always contact me and i will get in contact with them through chain and will be fun uh another question here from rachel b smith she says what aspects of young earth versus old earth creation makes it non-essential to core beliefs
2: <clears throat> um i think there are some things about the two that can be uh more important than just the age of the earth um because if you look at how the Bible's written it it's a straightforward look. Is the creation account is is six days. Um, so someone to say that that's metaphorical, it would require that language to be metaphorical. So if it's not written metaphorically and people are taking it to mean billions and you know millions billions of years, that that can start to lean more towards uh, you know. Uh, compromising on the Bible and how the Bible is written, which is a core belief that the Bible is inerrant and uh, that the Bible, um, you know, that that, that's not how it was written if if that's not the language that was used. There's a lot of dispute about that, and I'm not a Hebraist. Um, As much as I've researched it, I lean heavily towards young earth creationism, as does Derek. Um, but there are a lot of ways, even beyond that, in just looking at how time works with God and how time works with man. There, there are other ways to rectify the differences. So I just don't think, and I think Derek and I are pretty much on the same page, that that's, just a, that's a hill to die on. So, um...
1: Um, I remember watching, um, Inspiring Philosophy, um... I really enjoy his channel. I know there are some things we disagree on. Basically, you know, one is uh, uh, he's a old Earth earth creationist, and uh, he makes a pretty good case for it. Um, Although I still am young Earth, a young earther, um, and he still he still believes in the biblical God, the biblical Christ, Um, and so I don't like Clark says. For me, it's not a hill to die on. Mm-hmm. yeah i think i agree with you guys
0: i probably lean a little more towards an old earth but i'm definitely open i think the way i kind of look at it and i'd say this isn't a core belief is i'll look at it and i'll say there could be a young earth and christianity is still true there could be an old earth and christianity still true and i think if it either one's true then i don't think it is a core belief because it doesn't affect the truthness or the that's not a word <laughs> but um the truth of christianity um yeah. Whereas, let's just say, like, the deity of Christ, like, if Jesus isn't God, then I'd have a hard time believing Christianity could be true. So I could consider that a core belief. That's at least how I would look at it. Um, Is this your email? Is that the correct email? Yep. Yes. Sweet. Um, Gavin hurley what's up, Gavin? All the way from New Zealand says... What are your thoughts on the falsifiability? Oh, my gosh. I am so sorry I could for out some words today. The of falsif- Oh, we're just going to forget that. Um, what are your thoughts? There you go. Of the resurrection. What are your guys' thoughts?
2: <clears throat> um, I think I'm trying to remember who the quote is from, and I, I think it's in the app. Um, but the... Life death and resurrection of Christ is one of the most um documented ancient uh, uh you know stories that we we have it it's there's so much uh as far as ancient civilizations go and people that have lived hundreds and hundreds of years ago we have um Pretty much that it, the story of of Christ and and what he did and you know his raising from the dead uh, is one of the most documented stories that we have. So I, I think there's a lot of evidence that what's in the New Testament regarding Christ and his resurrection
1: is um, is very very strong. Yeah, um, there, we also have a blog on the uh, the arguments for the resurrection. That um, you can check on on our website, um, and it's to me, it's, it's undeniable. You you can't you can't get around it. Um, I know some people may view the evidence otherwise. Some people may see it as not evidence at all. Um, but to me, you you can't get around
0: it. Yeah, I think that the resurrection definitely is falsifiable. Got the word. Um, I mean it were what it would have been with the body of Jesus. Whereas uh, the ancient Jews had, I've been looking into like how long it takes for our body to decompose. And if you look at like first Corinthians 15, that's a creed that even most skeptics will acknowledge is within a few years of
1: the right. uh,
0: death of Christ. And right. it takes more than a few years for our body to decompose. So that's a lot of time to pull up a body of that starts this massive religion and the body wasn't. Pulled. So what does that mean? Um, so, I mean, I think it definitely could be falsifiable. It's a claim that Jesus rose from the dead. That claim's not true. Christianity is not true. Um Yeah, it's kind of my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Got another question here from Diane B. Uh she says, How is the church can we protect the sheep against cultish movements such as the charismatic sect? It's an interesting question. What are you what's your guys'
1: thoughts? Um I was, I was um, raised in the charismatic movement. I, I really, I guess this is one of those things where I talked about, you know, I, I learned more as I grew. Um, I came out of the charima- charismatic movement. Um, I think one thing that the church lacks is um, apologetics. Um, a lot of churches don't see a, a- apologetics as um, <clears throat> something that, you know, they should really spend their time and resources on um and the more you learn um and we also as a society especially in america i believe we lack a lot of uh biblical literacy mm-hmm. and uh i'm not going to speak too much against the the charism- a lot of the charismatic movement i believe there is something it's you know that i can disagree on uh but i believe that for most of them, you know, it's one of those, we will see them in, in heaven, right. they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, along those same lines, uh, along with uh, apologetics being uh, something that needs that to be taught more in the church is basic theology, um, you know, kind of to Derek's point, um, and I, I, I also won't speak, you know, against the charismatics, uh, uh, you know, like, like Derek said, they, the core beliefs for a lot of them are there. Um, But it's like other denominations within the church. uh, I think without those basic uh, theology, um, basics of theology, we can focus too much on one aspect of God as opposed to The whole picture and and what the Bible teaches and how we should be uh, interacting together as the body of Christ and focusing on, you know, certain gifts as opposed to, um, you know, all the gifts, you know, you know, some being more important than others or or not, uh, not acting the way the body should be acting. So I
1: think the basics of theology are also very big. Absolutely. And that's that's. The basis of our names, uh, theology and apologetics are are extremely important. Um, they, they tell you about the God that you worship and um, tell you that if you're thinking this, then maybe you're worshiping the wrong God or, you know, maybe you have the wrong ideas. Um, as far as the charismatic movement and, you know, as you may go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, there are, how am I trying to say this? Um, There are extremes on both on both ends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the church I just came out of was a um, or the church I used to the church I used to join, not join, the church I used to attend um, was a uh, assembly of God church. And they were very. What's the word? um, Level headed, I guess, maybe. And in the way they approach the gifts, Um, you didn't see a lot of extremes that you see in a lot of especially what you see on TV, you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna give specific examples, but <laughs> um, maybe I should, but um, um but they were you almost didn't know it was a charismatic church. You know, Similar is known to be charismatic, but you didn't know they were a charismatic church. And hmm. um I liked it. Yeah, that's good. I, I do think at
0: least the way I view it, I, I try to tend to not label other um, whole groups as, let's just say, like a cult or something like that, because I think we have to be careful with how we treat our brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. I do know there's obviously charismatic groups that are coldish in how they act, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's also, like, for example, Dr. Michael Brown, uh, he's a charismatic and mm-hmm. he's one of the most biblically sound um, yeah. believers that I know. He's a lot, the apologist March this stuff, I owe him a lot because he started the whole thing, became a big deal, so <laughs> he's a lot of fun. Um, another question here from Rachel Smith again. She says, what is a great way to strike up a conversation about apologetics with a non-Christian?
1: Where's a good starting point? Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't personally have a conversation about apologetics with a non-Christian. I would use apologetics and Uh, my conversation with that non-Christian. And I think that's what apologetics is, is it's a way to do something. Um, It's a way to, to have those arguments. And, you know, I don't want to say arguments like, you know, ah, 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 but it's a a skeptic or a non-believer is going to have certain questions. They're going to say certain things that they, why they don't believe something. And, um, and you just say, you know, well, why do you believe that? Um, one, one of the first books I ever read on apologetics was by uh, Dan Story, mm-hmm. um, the- oh, what's Christian combat, man- manual? combat Manual? Christian Combat Manual was really good. And um, he talked about using the Socratic method of asking a lot of questions, mm-hmm. um, getting to getting them to understand why they believe something or why they don't believe something. You lead them with those questions, and so Rachel, I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't have a conversation about apologetics. I would just use apologetics in my conversation with that person.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, I interviewed Greg Kukul a few yeah. weeks ago on the show, and. He wrote a book called Tactics, which I think is, uh, if you want to look at more into this question, it's a really good book to look at. You can check out the interview; it's available on YouTube. I don't think it's, it's not a podcast yet, but it will be. And he outlines his book, which is basically engaging with non-believers about Christianity. And he has he makes a lot of good points, but his, the main things he talks about is um, questioning, like you were talking about, Derek, just kind of like asking questions, trying to understand this person's worldview, what they believe, why they believe, um, what they believe, things like that. And then forget the other two off the top of my head. But he, his book is really good and engaging. And I mean, if you want to talk about God, I think obviously the moral arguments probably the most powerful for, especially for someone that hasn't looked into these things too much, because I think most people would agree that certain things such as murder or rape or objectively wrong and then where does that come from so i think it's a really good resource when talking to non-believers
1: and yeah so we are go you're if i can throw out one more thing um, no, you
0: are all good man take all the time you want
1: there was um there's also a living waters ministry with uh, ray comfort and you watch a lot of his visit a lot of videos you know he's speaking specifically to you know just people on the street um, and a lot of them aren't believers and he uses uh, apologetics in his uh, in his approaches you know you could tell that it's, it's not all just apologetics it's talking to them uh, but apologetics play come in, comes into play you can say oh he used that method right then you know he used that argument you know um, but it's it's just conversation
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's good um, all cut up on questions here. Uh, anything you want to add before we start to wrap things up here?
2: No, I think I'm good. You <laughs> time, time, time.
0: Yeah. I appreciate your guys' time. I learned a lot from you guys. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully it was used, used your time. Well, and, uh, in case people missed it in the beginning, how do they find Theologetics,
2: the Theo tab, what do you guys are doing? How do they find it? If they're curious. It's at, on our on our website, uh, theologetics.org. Um, I think you put a link in this video too, also. Mm-hmm. It's there's a um um a resources uh how, how do we have it on the website? I believe
1: it's on the uh the home Yeah,
2: there's on a the tools. tools. Yeah, well the yeah, on the code. homepage it goes to the um Uh, the, the the tools page is where you can like actually go to like apple and um apple and android and then you could do the the web version of it right from the the tools page right
0: yeah i just checked i have everything in the description uh thank you for your time guys this is derek and clark from theologetics great guys great ministry be sure to download their app follow them on all their social medias and stuff be with them Thank you guys for your time and to wrap things up if you are new to here in apologetics i encourage you to subscribe and follow us as we continue to just create spread the gospel through apologetics um if you can follow us on social media uh thank you to all our supporters who make this possible um in the great debt to all you guys we're about two hundred dollars from our f- fundraising goal which is really exciting so if you are not a supporter you can support us patreon.com slash here apologetics. Thank you to everyone who supported and that's it guys. I would say thank you again. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, Zach. Thanks Zach. Appreciate everything you do. Yeah, you too. All right. God bless everyone. God bless.